This episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast is brought to you by Meal Planning Made Easy. Meal Planning Made Easy is a mini course designed to help you save money in the kitchen while still enjoying food that you love. Inside Meal Planning Made Easy, we'll create a customized system to help you automate meal planning, eliminate forgetting that important ingredient for dinner that you needed, or losing something to the back of the pantry or freezer until it's way expired, giving you a strategy for what to do when you forget to pull the meat out of the freezer because it happens to all of us. And after you go to the grocery store and buy all that amazing food and still end up going out to eat because you're just exhausted, you'll learn a strategy for that too. Meal Planning Made Easy will be released on Black Friday this year. If you want to be the first to know about this no-brainer offer, then simply text MEAL to 817-969-4653. And as always, the link's going to be hanging out in the show notes as well if you missed it. Do you avoid budgeting because you don't want to pinch pennies, cut coupons, or live off of beans and rice? I don't blame you. In today's episode, we're talking all about playing defense with your finances and what that actually looks like, which is not any of those things. So let's do this. Welcome to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Amy Serka. After my husband and I faced three major financial roadblocks in the last six years, I felt like I wasn't doing all that I could and I had let my family down. It always felt like life was a struggle, like I had to work harder than everyone else. It just came easy to them and I didn't feel worthy of success. Until a coach helped me see the successes in our experiences instead of our failures. This allowed me to create and implement systems to grow our net worth by 200,000 plus while spending time with my loved ones and on my priorities. Now I help motivated women create the happiness, family life, financial security, and long-term wealth they deserve. If you're ready to eliminate stress, struggle, frustration, and guilt within your finances, you're in the right place. Welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast, episode two. I'm so excited you're here. We're going to be talking all today about what I call the defense side of your finances. And what defense, playing defense with your money means is making the most with what you have. Now, typically, that's where like the stereotypically, we think about like the budgeting and cutting coupons, uh, pinching pennies, the whole um, tightening everything down portion of our budget. And we're going to get into that. But before we can go really any further, we have to address four words that I hear all too often. And um, I don't want you to make this same mistake. So let's start with this. Those four words that I hear all the time is I already know that. So somebody will grab the budget makeover guide, which of course is jam packed with all the tips. It's the guide that I created after we went through financial roadblocks along the way that we were able to save $250 a month. Countless other people have been able to save $250 a month by going through that guide. And I can't tell you time and time again, I hear, I already know that. It was great, Amy, but I already knew that. The problem with saying is I already knew that, or I already knew that is you're not listening. 
when we say that we think, okay, yeah, I know this already. We stop actively listening. So if we're not actively engaged um, and listening for that one piece of information, even that you might be missing, maybe you haven't been applying it. Maybe you're just not moving forward. When we say that I already know that one of my coaches calls it already always listening. When we put that on, we're not listening to improve. We're listening because, you know, we know it all. And I firmly believe that we have something to learn from everyone. So we should always be listening. But if you're thinking as we're talking, the thought comes up, I already know that. I'm going to encourage you just kind of push it to the side for a minute and think, okay, what part of this am I not taking action on? Am I not taking action on consistently? Or what part have I written off and maybe haven't tried because I don't feel it'll work for me? So now that we've kind of gotten that out of the way, we are listening together um, so we can have a real honest conversation. Now we can talk about the defense. So like I said, playing defense with your finances is making the most of what you already have. Now, um, that also includes like our insurance, your debt payoff plan, the people you associate with, and so much more. But I think for today's purpose, today's episode, we're going to focus more on what we call money management. Now, part of money management is your budgeting. And I know for several that I've talked to, they've said like, okay, you know what, budgeting, budget is a bad word around here. That's like a four letter word. We don't say that. I don't want to budget. And really the reason that we have that come up is because um, we feel that money or budgeting is about limiting us. And budgeting is not about limiting us. Budgeting is simply about telling your money where to actually go. And we can dive into that and so much more probably in another episode we'd be better because I'll get on my soapbox there and all of that. But we talk about money management instead of just budgeting because yes, budgeting is a part of that, but we also do our daily money minute. We do a weekly check-in. We do a month, month in as well. So there's four extra pieces there alone within our money management system that helps it work like in a seamless process. This is about creating the system so your money works for you, that you create prosperity on autopilot, basically. This is about giving you more of your time back. So when we master our money, we create that system that we're looking for, we're just kind of checking in. You're truly able to step into that CEO role and just kind of oversee things, check in on it, make sure it's doing what it's supposed to, without having to be super hands-on like all the time, but it's also done that it's working for you as well. And that's really important. This is not about like telling you to be in your budget for hours upon hours all the time. Now, of course, I love numbers and I love budgeting. So I probably could do that, but I don't want to do that. It's more important for me to go spend time with my kids that are in the other room. Like it's more important for me to go spend time with my spouse and to do things as a family and be with my loved ones or give back to the associations that um, mean to me. Like that is more important to me than kind of getting stuck in the numbers because that can happen. And that's what these systems are for. So daily money minutes, we're checking in daily with our finances. If you've got the system in place, it's just kind of like, it'll literally take you 60 seconds to make sure everything is still up and going. If you're using a budgeting tracker system, it's really simple categorizing the transactions. Then weekly, you're checking in with your finances, making sure like the money's where it's supposed to be, bills that are being auto-paid are 
like being auto paid, bills that you have to pay manually are being paid, your budget is up to date. Um, staying on top of things like this will also help like prevent identity theft. One in four people will have their identity stolen at some point. So if there are fraudulent charges on your card and you're not staying in tune with the system, you don't have this in place that you can just kind of check in with it and be done, you won't necessarily catch it or it'll take a long time for you to be able to catch it. Um, so those are really important. And then our month end is kind of like putting a bow on the system. We talked all about that inside Money Masters Inner Circle. We did an in-depth training there, but just making sure everything's in the right place. Like you have all of those things there and looking at where you actually ended up in the month with your budget so that you can proactively plan for the next month. Because um, did an Instagram reel on this a couple months back. But for a lot of people, when they say like we're budgeting, we're actually expense tracking. And the difference is expense tracking is part of budgeting, but expense tracking is reactionary. We're looking at it after the fact that we're categorizing the money we already spent instead of setting the intention beforehand with your finances and telling it where to go before you've spent the money, expense tracking is reactionary. So we wanna make sure that we're actually budgeting and really to be able to budget instead of just expense tracking, you have to have that month end system in place so that you can plan the budget because then you know where you've been, so you know where you wanna go. You see how we kind of get in like this wheel here that we have to have done this work for the work in the future to work effectively. Um, and then let's talk about budgeting because I think that's the big thing. Now, there are many different ways you can budget and they can all work. The important thing is to find something that works for you. But the one that I use and I recommend to all my clients is percentage-based budgeting. Now, the reason why percentage-based budgeting is so amazing is it solves the struggle of your income varying. So those of us who have incomes that fluctuate, that maybe we're not on a salary, like my husband's a truck driver, he got paid by the mile for the longest time. Talk about inconsistent income, right? Some months, some weeks would be great and some weeks wouldn't be so great. And of course it would average out, but trying to come up with that and trying to budget when you're going on this like roller coaster of great months and low months. And also if you're an entrepreneur, I know you know what I'm talking about because some months we, may, we do really great, some months, not so much. There's so many times that we have that inconsistent income. And if you get paid bi-weekly, then you have a couple months out of the year that you get that extra paycheck. And where, what do you do with that money? How does this work? Percentage-based budgeting solves all of that because it doesn't matter how much income you make, the percentages will stay the same. So when you have great months, you're gonna fund the accounts that much better. If you have lower months, then the higher months are gonna help like fund the lower months. Now, sometimes with the inconsistent income, it does take like a month or two or so like to get into the system, depending on how much of a cushion you have set up. But by far, it's the best system that I found. Um, and within percentage-based budgeting, we have seven main categories. Actually, you know what? Eight, which I'm going to get to in a minute. So the seven main categories that I normally talk about would be your fixed necessities, very necessities, play account, savings account, giving account, education account, and your financial freedom account, okay? 
So all of those different funds, we're breaking our income up into those different categories. The reason why we break up our necessities into fixed necessities and very necessities is especially with grocery costs continuing to rise, we don't want to be in the position where we're spending our mortgage money on groceries. So we just separate those out. So fixed necessities are like your normal monthly bills that don't really change. Very necessities, gas, food, Amazon, household things, all of those stuff goes there. Play account is really important as well. That's going to be your dining out, his money to blow, her money to blow. Of course, savings. This can be savings for your contingency fund, savings for like a targeted savings account or your annual expenses savings account as well. Then giving, of course, we give 10 cents on every dollar that comes into the company to Operation Underground Railroad. Um, and then of course we set aside money as well to give above and beyond that to other um, causes that are important to us. But giving that money, that's for our giving account. Then your education account, if you have a small business, if you have a business, if you're an entrepreneur, that's what we use to fund um, the business, especially as you were getting up and going and it's not necessarily paying for itself yet. Um, if you don't have a business, this can also be um, funding. This is really about improving your skills because your skills and your knowledge is the part that can't be taken away from you. So this could be learning a new skill. This could be going to college, all of those things, education account. And then finally, the financial freedom account was the account that's designated for passive income streams. Now, if you were involved in your business, that's not a passive income stream. There are different ones here. We're going to get more into income in the next episode when we talk about offensive, but um, that's just kind of what your financial freedom account, also known as your FFA account, is for, okay? But the important part here is being consistent. So whatever system you're going to use, set it up, and then we have to be consistent. And setting up the system is most is the most time intensive. Like once the system is going, it doesn't take as much of your time. But if we don't put in the work that we need to, to actually take action on it, not just think about it, but actually take action on putting the system in place, we're not going to see the progress that we're looking for. That right there, if you can overcome that, you can put the system in place, you can move forward like you want to, it's going to be game changing for you. Okay. Because the average family overspends every single year by $7,500. I don't know about you, but we can take a vacation. We got family of five, but we can go on a vacation for $7,500. So this part playing defense and managing your money, this part of the process of managing your finances, at least you're aware of what's going on. Okay. That's like the first step. Like, you know, AA, they talk about like admitting you have a problem is the first step. This is the first step here. Like you have to know what's going on. And if you don't have that money management system in place, you're not going to know what's going on, right? Okay. So I said that we have eight categories now, but I shared with you seven. And the reason for that is we talk all the time, or I talk all the time about having a system that works for you. It has to work for your life and your priorities and the way that you operate, like this is not a cookie cutter system. That's not what we're about. This is about making it work for you. And I found that I was struggling with our health or medical portion of the budget. There was part of it in a fixed necessities for like um, 
the medical insurance, and then there was part of it in the very necessities with supplements and things that we do to improve our health, um, chiropractor visits and um, oils and things from a more holistic perspective as well. But that felt like it was, I kind of felt like it was taking over the category. So what I did is because our health and making our health a priority is important to us, it's important for us to be healthy, I simply pulled it out and I made it its own category. So now I have eight fixed necessities, very necessities, play, savings, giving, education, FFA, and health. And I realized that it was a large chunk of those two percentages that I was actually spending on my health, which was fine because spending money on my health for myself and my family is important to me and it is a priority. We are going to spend the money there because I feel we see the return on it. We know how important it is to stay healthy, but it felt like it was that the very necessities category specifically was just continuing to grow and grow and grow. We were spending more money on it. Now, yes, food costs have gone up and yes, gas costs have gone up as well. So there was some of that, but a large portion of it was actually for our health. So when I simply pulled it out, we adjusted the system. Again, we kind of have to know where things are at. That's why the weekly check-in and your month-in are really great because you're able to kind of course correct see what's working for you, see what's not. So the same thing here, just because I shared those seven categories or the eight categories, if you want to use health as well, you might have something else that you is really important to you and you want to make it its own category. That is perfectly fine. This is about getting the starting clock. The important part here is you managing your money, you being aware of what's going on in your finances, taking that CEO role, telling your money where to go instead of kind of being along for the ride, because that's the point of the budget, telling your money where you want it to go. Because if you don't set this intention, somebody else will. We'll talk more about like mindset, advertising, all those things, which are great. Like companies, marketing, advertising, that's all great. I mean, I do it as well, but we still need to be able to make educated, in control decisions and when you stay on top of your money and you know at least where it's going and you have the system in place to do it for you, you're going to be set up that much farther for success. And, you know, that that's really the essence of the defense. There is a lot going on here. So make sure to uh, check out the show notes. Um, I'm going to give you some resources that I found helpful to be able to set these systems up and put them in place. I know, like I mentioned, this is the most time intensive thing. And this is where I see people get stuck time and time again. And I don't want that to happen to you. So make sure to check out the show notes. I'll include some resources there for you as well. So you can get moving. Um, you can set up your finances there to work for you, have that money management system and truly step into that CEO role that you're called to be within your finances, within your life. Step into that role. And that's it for now. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Your Money, Your Life podcast. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. My favorite place to hang out is on Instagram. You can find me at Amy Circa. Send me a message or post a screenshot and tag me. I love hearing from podcast listeners.
When you're ready to master your money, go to workwithamy.com. You and I will work together to ditch financial stress and struggle for good with a customized plan that works for you, your goals, your priorities, your life. I'll see you next time on the Your Money, Your Life podcast. today's episode make sure to subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts that way you'll receive new episodes right when they are released then leave a rating and review it helps amazing people just like you find the show faster we'll see you next week Mm -hmm.